This is the Epoch Times. Welcome to Epoch Audio, showcasing the best journalism covering news, culture, and society, addressing issues overlooked or avoided by other media. For the text version of this and more articles providing truth, tradition, and hope, please go to theepochtimes.com. In Depth, What Canadian Schools Are Teaching About White Privilege and Systemic Racism by Tara McIsaac. Anti-racism is being taught to school children across Canada, and some parents have told the Epoch Times their children have come home distraught. They're distraught because they feel a wedge driven between them and their friends by an ideology that divides them into two groups, white oppressors and non-white oppressed. Dan Brooks, a parent in Vanderhoof, B.C., told the Epoch Times about the experience of his daughter Rachel. It's an experience similar to those reported by others across the country. Rachel has an older sister who's indigenous and she never imagined anyone would group her with racists because of her white skin. Then, an honoring diversity course came to her school. Mr. Brooks wrote in an email to the school district's superintendent, which he shared with the Epoch Times. Quote, Honoring diversity seems like such a laudable goal. Who could disagree? However, Rachel came home upset about what was being taught, so much so that she walked out of class. She felt that as a white person, she was being attacked and shamed because of her whiteness. He continued, To perceive she was being labeled as a racist or privileged oppressor was deeply offensive and contrary to both Rachel's experience at home and her values as a person. He said he's sure the teacher, who he knows cares about Rachel, did not intend to hurt her. But the anti-racism content can easily cause anger, guilt, and shame, especially in someone not mature enough yet to respond to this discussion. This was two years ago. She was 13 at the time. Mr. Brooks said he has felt anguish at watching his older daughter, as an indigenous person, struggling with her racial identity. He said the answer to racism isn't to then have his white daughter in a similar internal conflict. He said, we feel the concepts of white guilt are incredibly toxic. Some have also raised concerns about the impacts of anti-racism teachings on non-white students. Jeff Park, executive director of the Alberta Parents Union, told the Epoch Times, quote, I've had parents of an Indigenous student and an Indo-Canadian student reach out to me and talk about how their kid was taught this pedagogy of the oppressed. They had never thought of themselves as oppressed before, and it was traumatizing to them to have to think about their classmates as oppressors and think about themselves as oppressed. Ideological Foundations of Anti-Racism Anti-racism is essentially the neo-Marxist ideology of critical race theory going by a different name, though it has at times openly been called critical race theory by some leading anti-racism thinkers in Canada and abroad. Mr. Park said it also goes by names such as social-emotional learning and restorative learning. That's used to obscure that they're actually talking about critical race theory. It has also been called culturally responsive teaching by some. While various definitions of critical race theory, CRT, exist, it is generally characterized by its assertion that racism is systemic and that race is an important part of a person's identity. This latter point is often contrasted with the idea of a colorblind society that treats all people equally as individuals rather than identifying people based on race. While Canadian parents hold varying opinions on such matters, the anti-racism view is being widely disseminated in schools. 
Many consider the ideas presented to be radical, with controversial thinkers such as Ibram X. Kendi cited in anti-racism materials. For instance, Peel District School Board in Ontario has encouraged teachers to read Mr. Kendi's book, Anti-Racist Baby, to kindergarten children, according to documents leaked to Samuel Say, a Ghanaian-Canadian who was a vocal opponent of critical race theory. Mr. Say describes the book as the kids' version of Mr. Kendi's How to Be an Anti-Racist. In How to Be an Anti-Racist, Mr. Kendi says, quote, The only remedy to racist discrimination is anti-racist discrimination. He advocates for the creation of a Department of Anti-Racism in the U.S. government that would have non-elected anti-racism experts responsible for pre-clearing all local, state, and federal public policies to ensure they won't yield racial inequity. The Constitution would be amended to make such inequities unconstitutional. Another prominent CRT advocate is Robin D'Angelo, who says in her book White Fragility that a positive white identity is an impossible goal. White identity is inherently racist. White people do not exist outside the system of white supremacy. An article on anti-racism published by the Canadian Principals Association cites Ms. D'Angelo's writing. Mr. Park said, Some U.S. states have banned CRT in the classroom. This year, many Canadian parents have increasingly voiced concerns over gender and sexuality teachings in schools, and rumblings over CRT are growing as well. The Epoch Times has collected examples of how CRT is manifesting in classrooms from across the nation. British Columbia Before anti-racism took hold, says a former BC teacher, schools were already addressing racism, but doing it without CRT. Quote, If there was anything to do with race that was in any way insulting or pejorative to others, then it would be, of course, banned. Jim McMurdy of Abbotsford told the Epoch Times. He said there was a lot of attention for decades to Martin Luther King and not to judge people on the color of their skin but on the content of their character. And then something happened. He was a teacher on call working for schools all around the city when he started to notice the word privilege popping up in classrooms, even at the elementary level. He said, I started to challenge colleagues about this. Many white children at the schools live in poverty, Mr. McMurdy said, so how dare you assume that every white child is privileged, he would say to his colleagues. They would argue back, he said, and, quote, start to create the assumption that I was somehow racist. Mr. McMurdy was fired earlier this year, after about 40 years of teaching, for telling a class that the majority of residential school deaths were due to illnesses, such as tuberculosis. He wrote his master's thesis on indigenous education policy, and has kept his knowledge on the subject up to date, so he sought to contextualize reports about residential school deaths, he said. Toward the end of his career, he saw phenomena such as equity marking and equity backpacks in schools. He said there are many classes now where there's equity marking, where teachers have to give more attention to kids who are not white-skinned. He noted an equity backpack initiative started by a grade 6 social studies teacher in Abbotsford who has a master's degree in equity. She started it in 2021 and it spread across the province and into Alberta. She had children make backpacks out of cardboard and put anti-racism classwork in them. A video about the initiative shows students including many positive messages in their backpacks, such as promises to love themselves, to love others, and to work hard to realize their dreams. They also include messages steeped in CRT language. Quote, I promise to challenge my biases. Quote, I promise to stand up for what is right when the time is right and become an activist if needed. 
Engaging teachers and students in social justice activism is often part of anti-racism teachings. The Honoring Diversity course taught to grade eight students in Vanderhoof, for example, culminated with having students make a claim in front of the class about their new commitment to diversity and social justice. A paper published in the UCLA Law Review last year by Teresa Montano and Trisha Gallagher Gertzen praised CRT in the classroom and says it, quote, engages students in social activism to defy majoritarian supremacy. The paper promotes K-12 anti-racism teaching, and while some try to distance anti-racism from CRT, the authors don't. Quote, rather than deny CRT being taught in schools, the authors embrace CRT, the paper says. Ms. D'Angelo said in an essay she co-authored titled, Is Everyone Really Equal? That, quote, education is a political project. British Columbia's education ministry has an anti-racism guide for teachers, including suggestions on how to start class discussions on privilege, identity, and systemic racism. Be outspoken about anti-racism, it says. Recognize that authentic allyship is not performative, rather it is active work. Think about how you can be vocal about the importance of anti-racism work in every part of education. A father in a small town in BC's interior told the Epoch Times his daughter's grade 8 class was asked to place themselves on the wheel of privilege and power. It's a common tool in anti-racism programs to show people how much privilege they have by looking at their identities as an intersection of various identity groups. The most privileged are at the center, where terms such as rich, white, settler, colonizer, property owner, heterosexual, and able-bodied converge. The father asked not to be named because he holds a position in the local school board and may face repercussions for speaking publicly on the matter. He said when his daughter objected to being defined by her skin color, she was told being white put her in the oppressor group. Students had to leave their anti-racism workbook in the classroom, he said, and suspects it's because the teachers didn't want the parents to see the material. He said, my daughter told me and other students told me as well that as this class went on, the First Nations and minority students, they thought it was hurting their relationship because they would talk to each other less in the hallways. They just felt like it was dividing the kids rather than bringing them together. Alberta. In Alberta, too, CRT is prevalent, says Mr. Park. He's had parents come to him after their children were asked to place themselves on the wheel of privilege. He said there's some denial around how much of it is presented in the classrooms. He said, they tend to say anti-racism training is only used as training for teachers. We're not teaching it to students. But I just find that a little hard to believe because, first of all, there are lots of resources being produced to help teachers bring this into their classrooms. He said the Alberta Teachers Association, ATA, shares many such resources. He noted that the ATA recently invited its members to participate in an Educators' Anti-Racism Conference in Toronto on November 30th. The keynote speaker, Martin Brokenleg, has cited Brazilian Marxist Paulo Freire in his writings. Mr. Park pointed to a 2012 article Mr. Brokenleg wrote titled Transforming Cultural Trauma into Resilience. In it, he positively quotes Mr. Freire saying, It is impossible for the oppressor to liberate the oppressed. He said, Teachers pay teachers and other online educator marketplaces are selling materials to bring CRT pedagogy to the classrooms. He said, Certainly a company that sells lesson plans as their business model isn't going to produce things that people aren't using. He said many teachers feel themselves to be moderate, but that's only because the teaching profession today is steeped in CRT. 
Quote, they're moderate in the teacher's lounge, he said. They don't realize the faculties of education have been so captured by critical Marxism. Ontario. An Ontario teacher was recently in the spotlight for a video he posted to X, which has now been removed, in which he called parents snowflakes for disagreeing with his CRT and other controversial teachings. Quote, I teach about Marxism, I teach about socialism, I teach about trans rights, I teach about LGBTQ history, I teach about black history, I teach about the racial history of our country and the genocide that we have inflicted upon indigenous people. Frank Dominic Sirena of Craig Kielberg Secondary School in Milton said in the video. He called parents who oppose any of this antiquated dinosaurs whose children will eventually turn away from them and adopt his worldview. His school board, the Halton District School Board, did not reply to an Epoch Times request for comment. In the York District School Board, YRDSB, teacher trainings for math and English as a second language, ESL, have been dominated by CRT, according to former teacher Chanel Pfahl, who receives many communications from teachers and parents about such things and posts them on X. Quote, what is your understanding of your identity and how your privilege and power shapes the way you experience the world? Reads a math consultant's slide Miss Fall posted. An ESL training focused on intersecting social identities and forms of oppression, as shown in materials from the training. Also at YRDSB, parents of grade 8 students were told their children would meet with an external organization called Black Excellence 365, weekly throughout November to build an understanding of anti-racism and anti-oppression. A parent leaked the communication to Miss Fall. In October, the board also had a speaker from the On Canada Project speak with students, Miss Fall said. The organization's website lists federal conservative leader Pierre Polievre and Alberta Premier Danielle Smith as far-right white supremacists. The YRDSB did not respond to the Epoch Times inquiry as of publication. In recent years, Ontario has greatly increased the number of high-level staff its schools have dedicated solely to equity. The Peel District School Board, PDSB, and Durham District School Board, DDSB, are the two boards with the largest number of high-earning equity staff. A grade 5 teacher at PDSB's Somerset Drive Public School in Brampton identified books banned in U.S. schools because they promote CRT and read them with her class. She posted about it on X in March along with a picture of her bulletin board which has the words critical race theory in the center. Another teacher, Amanda Long, with the DDSB, replied to that post saying she will do the same. Miss Long has posted a lesson plan for one of these books, Ghost Boys, by Jewel Parker Rhodes, as well as teaching materials supporting Black Lives Matter. A father whose daughter is in the Ottawa-Carleton District School Board told the Epoch Times about a webinar the board held last year advertised as being for all students. He took issue with many parts of it, including its discussion of whiteness as the root of various issues in the world. It said, for instance, that white British colonizers are to blame for homophobia in the Muslim world. While he didn't actually have his kindergartner watch the seminar, he was upset it was billed as appropriate for all students. The parent wished to remain anonymous to protect his daughter's privacy. He sent the Epoch Times his communications with school board staff. Superintendent Shannon Smith told him, quote, We don't agree that the term whiteness is harmful language. He said he took the matter to the Ontario Human Rights Commission, which told him white people cannot be considered the target of racism. 
A human rights tribunal of Ontario decision in the case of Lysik v. Ontario 2022 states, It is important to note the tribunal's jurisprudence that an allegation of racial discrimination or discrimination on the grounds of color is not one that can be or has been successfully claimed by persons who are white or non-racialized. Lindsay, a parent in Waterloo, Ontario, who chose to only give her first name to protect her daughter's privacy, said her eight-year-old came home saying she was told not to say two plus two equals four. Her young daughter had a hard time explaining precisely the logic behind it, but Lindsay says it sounded like it had to do with CRT's view of Western math as colonial and oppressive. This view is called critical mathematics pedagogy. Legislation has been introduced in Ontario in recent years to embed anti-racism into all aspects of the Ontario curriculum. Parent advocacy group Parents as First Educators raised the alarm on Bill 16 last year, saying it would also have schools and teachers' performance assessments include their level of anti-racism awareness. Prominent psychologist and author Jordan Peterson called an earlier version of the proposed legislation Bill 67 Quote, the most pernicious and dangerous piece of legislation that any Canadian government has ever put forward. Bill 67 had bipartisan support, though it lapsed in June 2022 because of the June election. Bill 16, introduced by three NDP MPPs, has so far not been passed into law in the legislature. Further east, some are pushing for CRT to take hold in schools. In Newfoundland and Labrador, for example, an anti-racism coalition is seeking to influence K-12 social studies curriculum, getting support from a local Black Lives Matter group. The coalition sought to drum up support following an assault at a high school in Grand Falls, Windsor, earlier this month. The father of the victim told the CBC he felt the assault was racially motivated. The father of the youth accused in the assault, however, told the CBC it was not racially motivated, but rather a teenage altercation that got out of hand. Federal Other Institutions Anti-racism has spread into many Canadian institutions, including other places meant for youth. Hockey Quebec requires its coaches to undergo anti-racism training that cites Mr. Kendi. Pediatric surgeons are urged to be anti-racist. The federal government's anti-racism strategy has driven and informed many such initiatives. Anti-racism is a big component now in the work of the Canadian Human Rights Commission. The commission recently said Christmas is rooted in colonialism and called the celebration of Jesus' birth an obvious example of systemic religious discrimination. Many Canadians are internalizing the intersection identities assigned to them through CRT, with some reportedly now including settler in their email signatures alongside pronouns. The issue came to the fore earlier this year when Toronto school principal Richard Bilkstow committed suicide. His family said his deteriorating mental health was caused by the fallout from a mandatory anti-racism training in which he argued with the trainer over the concept of systemic racism in Canada. The issue of CRT's identity politics and the CRT-derived idea of decolonization has also been part of anti-Israel rhetoric across Canada since the October 7 Hamas terrorist attacks and Israel's counter-strikes at the group. The BC parent who works in his local school board said, Most parents still have no idea about what's going on, even though I try to spread the word. They're not familiar with all the different terms that are used. They sound good, but I believe they're pretty harmful. Thanks for listening to Epoch Audio. This was In-Depth, What Canadian Schools Are Teaching About White Privilege and Systemic Racism. 
written by Tara McIsaac and read for you by Chris Rod. For more Epoch Times articles in text, please visit theepochtimes.com. This is the Epoch Times.